We're back. Just like I said, we'd be back. This is For the Glory KC, where we bring a mix of in-depth Kansas City soccer knowledge and a bit of more of a casual perspective. I'm Chad Smith, co-host of this podcast and editor at thebluetestament.com, who's going to take you a bit more in-depth. And I'm joined, as always, by my wife, Absolute Sheena Smith, who gives that more casual perspective. Sheena, do you know whose nickname that is? I have no idea. The only thing I could think of was Absolute Vodka from my college days. So <laughs> uh, I didn't uh, know it was a wrestler. Oh, of course it's a wrestler. That's what I do. Absolute Ricky Starks. Anyways. I don't know how- who that is. <laughs> On today's show, uh, I went to Sporting Kansas City Media Day. I tried to get Sheena to come with me because, you know, you're in the media now, Sheena, but she refused. So I got I'm some. I'm not in the media, just the, to clarify. The podcast is the media. You you have a voice. You have an outlet. Anyways, we're also going to talk about that Media Day experience. I got some quotes from my one-on-one time with Peter Vermees, as well as I talked to some other players. We're going to preview that LA Galaxy game and, of course, the digital crawl, y'all. But I thought we'd start the day with... Hey, we have a home game this weekend, Sporting Kansas City in town, playing the Galaxy. First home game since that beatdown of Seattle to close out our home schedule in 2022. How are you feeling, Sheena? Are you excited? I am excited. I will be at the game. That's right. So if you see Sheena in, I think you're sitting in the South Stand, if I'm not mistaken. I am, yeah. For this game, I am. So come say hi. It'll make her very uncomfortable. Please don't. I'll be <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> we're we're uh, socially awkward human beings. I always try not to be, but it just happens. But this one's a sellout, so you're going to be packed in there. You're going to have lots of people around you, and uh, I'll be upstairs, hopefully not as cold as you, in the press box. Oh, okay. I mean, you guys can say hi if you see me. You I just said, please, please don't. <laughs> I know, but I don't want to be rude. Like, if you want to say hi, you can, but I don't right. know that anyone knows what I look like, so... Yeah, there are pictures out there. They're they're there to be seen. All right, let's get into the topics for today's podcast. So like I said, I got the pleasure of going to Media Day. I always like it because we don't get just like 15 minutes of open practice time. I, I struggle to justify taking off my day job to go to practice for 15 minutes and drive an hour round trip to get there. But we get a full open practice. Now, I'm sure... Obviously, Peter Vermees knows what he's showing us when he shows us these open practices. So this was on Tuesday that I went. So I don't want to read too much into the lineups, things like that. But I was able to see a couple of things that kind of jumped out at me that I thought were worth sharing. But Sheena, you want to add something first? Yeah, sorry. I didn't realize we were starting. I wanted to say something. Oh, go for it. Say things. Yeah, so... Uh, before you continue, I just want to say happy birthday to Alan Polito. Today is his, I think, 30th birthday or 31st, something. 31st, I believe. Yeah. 31st. Okay. So happy birthday to him. And then today, Chad is happy International Women's Day. I don't know if you know it's Women's Day. So shout out to all the ladies who listen. Hopefully there's a few of them and it's not just me. I'm shouting out to myself. You do but... listen to your own podcast. That's true. <laughs> well, no, you know what? I have to because I like have this conversation with you live and then I edit and then it's like I don't even really get the whole realm of everything until I listen to it when it comes out. And I like to see what mistakes I made because I <laughs> constantly make them. So I'm just are, trying are you- to... Are you doing that thing whenever we're talking where you're just waiting for your next time to talk and you're not actually listening to what I'm saying? So you're hearing it for the first time when you edit? Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) I'm guilty Uh, of that too. Last week, you were talking a lot about like, or on the podcast that came out Monday or Sunday, whatever the last one we did. 
And you were talking about players' performance and all these stat things, and I didn't understand it. And then when I listened back to it, I was like, yeah, I really do not remember having this conversation and I still don't understand it. So I want to issue a quick correction too. Um, the graphic shows a 31 on Polito's cake, but I Googled it and he's 32. So 32. Oh, okay. Well, unless Google's wrong or 31st. Yeah, I guess we, maybe I need to do some research. I'm going to need to request a copy of his birth certificate so I can figure (laughs) this out clearly. Let me do my Clearly. research here. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, that was all I wanted to say was happy birthday. Happy International Women's Day. All right. Yeah, we're recording on a Wednesday. So by the time you hear this, um, that's all over. But hey, you should still that's celebrate true. women every day. That's totally fine. All right. So some observations that I got to take in while I was at practice the other day. I got to see Tim Leibold practicing with the first team. Now, this is a little misleading because they break them into little groups they do these little mini games and y'all can go look Uh, usually on the social media you'll see who won the game Uh, the team that actually won the little mini game that i saw was polito's team and he was with what i would say are more more backup type guys he was with like cam duke and felipe hernandez and stuff like that guys that haven't been starters but they they won they were scoring goals i saw him banging in some goals during the drill which is always nice i could quit saying banging so much (laughs) banging 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 all right yeah that's a weird you need to come up with some new words buddy knocking those goals in i don't know yeah you like it okay she's nodding good for a radio so all right so libeled he was with the starting back line is what i'll say because he was with fontas volader because remember our new guy rosero he's not in town yet and graham zussi and then they had remy walter in front of them remy Voltaire, i apologize remy uh in front of them and so i was like oh is that mean tim's gonna start now i don't know maybe he's not fit enough yet we actually got a question into vermes about like the fitness of his guys and he said libeled is close So I don't know if that means like close as in Saturday close or if he'll still be coming off the bench like he has the last couple of games. Any thoughts about the fact that it might be libeled over Ben Sweat, though? I'm not mad about that. I think I need something new and no offense to Ben Sweat, but I want to see what Tim Leibold is all about. And so, yeah, the sooner he can come on, the better. And maybe Ben Sweat can be that super sub for that position. I don't know if defenders are often referred to as super subs because you know it's more like a forward attacking midfielder, somebody well, that's going to create goals. I, he does like to go forward. We have talked about that. He likes to attack more than he likes to defend. But yeah, you know, got to defend first when you're playing fullback. We've been been hard on Ben. I think he's not started the season great. He was much better at the end of 2022. So whoever starts, I just hope they play well. I just always hope this team plays well. Same, of course. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And it's not to be mean, but I I feel really guilty because we're always um, knocking Ben Sweat and Kyrie Shelton. And I'm sure they're wonderful people. And so there's a part of me that feels bad. But like, play to your potential and we wouldn't have to critique you, right? There you go. If just play great, we'll stop picking on you. <laughs> no pressure. Well, uh, speaking of greatness, Alan Polito, like I said, was in practice. He was a full participant. He was doing all the different drills. At the beginning of practice, he was wearing this little pink penny. And I thought, oh, this is like a don't touch penny because Radoya had one on too. But I think it was just for the drills that they are running. And then they switched to something else. And he switched into one of the red jerseys. So uh, with a bunch of other players that were just in the red pennies. So that seems promising. I think we're going to see 
Alan Polito this weekend. I don't think he'll be a starter, but I bet he comes off the bench and uh, starts earning that money. More on Polito here a little later. The last thing I noticed from training, well, first off, training, it was just kind of fun to watch. And it's so fast and they ping that ball around so well. But then they were doing shooting drills. And during the shooting drills, I got to see, well, Russell was not participating, which we kind of knew he's probably out. He's dealing with that hamstring issue. But got to see Gadi Kinda join in for shooting drills. He wasn't doing some of these other things, but he was doing shooting. And then Kyrie... Uh, uh, set down in the middle of the shooting drill and they were like Kai are you done he's like I'm done so I'm guessing he's still dealing with that adductor strain or whatever that title of that injury is and maybe that means he's not available to start Marinos Johnny's I thought played pretty decent last weekend and put him in front of that home crowd I mean I, the energy is going to get him he's going to dribble everybody and just score some goals hopefully yeah hopefully he does and hopefully Kyrie gets to feeling better and Johnny Russell. Hopefully we see him too. But that's interesting about Gotti Kinda because I was thinking he might be further out from starting. So this gives me hope that he might be back in action sooner than I was thinking. Well, that is actually a really good transition, Sheena, because I have some quotes from Peter. Some of these were from when he was just talking to all the media. And then I have a few more from when I just got to talk to him one-on-one that ties in perfectly, kind of updating all the different injuries and where everybody's at. And I know that a lot of people are really dependent on this news. Actually, I think I've mentioned this. I have a lot of people that either like gambling or doing like fantasy soccer or something. And they're always following me trying to get updates on injuries. So hopefully they're listening to the podcast and they're very pleased that I'm getting to the injuries early on in the episode. So not really injury, but player availability related. Danny Rosero, he's the new center back signing. He is still dealing with the P1 visa. So he's not here yet. But another nugget we got about Rosero that I want to sneak in here to this injury conversation is Courtney Ford. You know, we know he's out for the year. He's the only person that's currently hurt that Vermees says is not coming back this year. But they said that they were chasing Rosero before Ford got hurt. So this wasn't like a panic signing or, hey, we're just trying to make something happen. Remember last year when we had to sign uh, Nikola Vojnovich or however you say that guy's name uh, to replace Paulito when he was down. So instead, this is somebody they wanted and have been scouting for a while. So I thought that was kind of a positive. Did you any any thoughts about that for you? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me because while me personally, I for the longest time had a hard time imagining him as a starter. So it made sense that they would be looking for someone. I like Courtney Ford. Back to the Courtney Ford hating. I see no, you getting defensive. <laughs> no, I really, but I had that small, you know, few week span where I wasn't sure if he was cut out to be a starter. So it doesn't surprise me that they would want somebody better than him or on the same caliber as him. It's not to be mean. I swear, Chad. Chad's giving me like really sad Dirty looks. looks. Yeah, I'm Dirty, just like- uh, you said better. Well, I mean, I hope Rosero is great. And I hope Ford is great too. when he comes Me back too. from his injury. <laughs> so. I want him to be successful. All right, let's move on to these other injuries before Sheena digs herself a bigger hole here. So I mentioned that Leibold and Rodoya are just a fitness thing. They're close to returning. Uh, I will say Rodoya wasn't working with the starters. So I don't know if there's anything to be read into that. Again, this is Tuesday practice. I was told they never put out uh, photos of who was in what pennies on Thursday practice because that's the one that kind of gives away who's playing. So it might be a whole bunch of nothing. But if nothing, they're out there practicing. They're doing these like intense drills where they're basically playing kind of mini sort of games. Other injury updates, Logan Ndembe, uh, we found out that he got hurt twice in preseason. So it wasn't just once, it was like an injury and then another injury. And he is the furthest off from anybody that's returning. So we'll see Gadi Kinda before we see Logan Ndembe. Of course, 
you know, barring any setbacks or anything like that. And then it was kind of interesting, uh, the way that uh, Vermees was talking about some of the players and how there's a bunch of guys that are out and that they're on their way back. He kind of danced around it. It's like he didn't want to speak ill of the players that have been playing right now, but he was saying how he's like excited and it's just going to go to another level when these guys come back. So essentially saying guys like Pulido, Kinda, Russell, Rodoya, these guys that haven't been playing, that they are so integral and important that they're going to take this team to another level. And it kind of feels like a lot of those guys are starters or, you know, at least every game participants, which I think we probably thought that anyways. That's not surprising. I think we can all agree it's been a tough start. And a lot of that is because we don't have, you know, some of our key players on offense and it's not look great. So I don't think he's saying anything that like should be a shock to anyone. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it, it kind of reaffirms some of the things that I was believing and that, you know, those guys are important players and it'll be good to have them back on the field. And hopefully at the very least we see Polito this weekend, but I, I wouldn't count on, it definitely won't be Kenda. I'm guessing Russell's still out based on his participation levels. Uh, but Radoya, hopefully he's at least on the bench too, starting to get that experience. If he doesn't maybe get into the game, that'd be even better. So the sooner we can get all these guys being regular contributors, the better, in my opinion. All right, let's switch gears. I still want to talk about Peter Vermees quotes, but I want to go down a different path. Instead of talking injuries and availability and stuff like that, I got to ask Peter some really nerdy questions. And this is where Sheena's eyes are going to glaze over a little bit as I talk. But I these things are important, and I'm so important that I'm going to put them into a story at some point. But there's a lot of talk around this team about who is really a designated player? Can you buy this player down? Everybody always wants to know about the availability to sign more players, right? They're always like, I need to, they need to get rid of this guy and get rid of that guy. And that's just not how roster stuff works. But I got some clarifications from Peter around a few of the rules of MLS because I got to talk to him one-on-one versus like when we're in like a post-game press conference, I can't ask like, hey, why is Johnny Russell not a designated player anymore? But it's a question I could ask him straight up. And he basically said, hey, you can structure contracts in different ways to allow Russell to not be a DP. So he was a designated player last year. If you don't know what that rule means, it basically means that between his salary and his transfer fee, which he doesn't have a transfer fee, uh, not on this contract at least, that those two numbers combined have to be under about it's like 1.6125 million. I know that's a very specific number. Just imagine like 1.6 million. Um, Actually, I think I got that wrong. It's 1.65 Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm getting nerdy with y'all. Anyways, he is now under that threshold, so he cannot be considered a DP. So his salary last year of about $2 million, it's going to be a lower number this year. Peter did clarify for me, though. It's not like you can really cheat the system and pay a guy like half a million one year and then bump him up to like $3 million the next year that the league doesn't allow that. He said that to me, and then I got to thinking later, and I was saying, gosh, wasn't Zlatan here on a contract like that? Like he was like $1.5 million for his first season, and he made like $7 million the next season. So apparently you're only allowed to do that if you or the Galaxy or other teams that are known cheaters like Miami. <laughs> so that's our first little thing. The other thing was Gotti Kinda. We've a long thought, me particularly, that maybe he could have his salary bought down because of some weird MLS roster rules and he doesn't have to be a designated player. Peter confirmed to me that is not the case. Because of his transfer fee, because of his salary, he has to be a designated player. So, Sheena, I know I nerded out for like a couple of minutes there. Are you in a coma? Are you alive? I'm still alive. I did tune out a little bit just (laughs) because it was too nerdy. But I think 
the hardcore fans who listen to this podcast are loving what you're serving. So keep going. All right. Well, I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction, less nerdy MLS roster rules and more just some questions I got to talk to Peter about. So I asked Peter what his philosophy was around negotiating contracts in season, because sometimes, you know, you hear teams say, I, you know, I, I, they need to get a deal done before the season starts, or we're not doing it. We'll readdress it after the season. And you've heard players say that sort of stuff too. I just want to focus. I want to be in the moment in the game. He said he does prefer that. He prefers to make the, the signings happen either before the season or after the season is over. But sometimes deals get worked out and they just hold off announcing them until the season's over. So it doesn't distract. He said specifically for himself, that's why he didn't want to talk about his contract having only a year to go before he signed that five-year extension because he was negotiating it at the time and he didn't want to kind of put that out into the media. He wanted to wait till it was done. So he told me too, I asked him, because he was talking about how sometimes things get lost in translation when you're you're dealing with an intermediary, right? You have an agent. Most players have agents. You talk to an agent and then something gets lost and it gets to the player and it sounds different and the player might get upset. And if you're doing that in the middle of your season, it can be really hard on you versus if it's before or after the season, you can hopefully get those feelings fixed versus, you know, in the middle of a week or something, you're not supposed to be talking to players about their contracts. If they have an agent, you have to go through the agent. So that brought me to the question of Peter, do you have an agent? And of course the answer was no. He said he negotiated every single one of his playing contracts when he was a player and he negotiated his own contracts as a, the manager and the sporting director. Does that surprise you at all, Shannon? No, it doesn't. Given how he likes to have control over the team, it, wouldn't surprise me that he would also want control over his contract. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. I was like, I just kind of laughed at him when he said, it. I was like, of course, this is the answer you're giving me. I did have to follow up and ask him though, because I don't know if y'all heard the rumor that Alan Polito had been offered a new contract. It had been reported in the Mexican media. There's been a lot of rumors talking about, is he going to go back to Chivas, his old team? And he said, you know, he wouldn't mind playing for them again at some point in his career. Now that we know he might be 32, my goodness. But I said, hey, is this, there's there any truth to this? Have you been negotiating with Alan? And he did confirm, yes, that they are trying to reach a new deal, but it's kind of in early stages. Nothing's been worked out yet, but they're, they're, they're talking about it. How do you feel about the possibility of apparently a 32 year old Plato signing some sort of contract extension? We really got to make sure this age is right. Says he's born in 91. That math checks out. I would say I I want to see how he plays still. So we haven't seen him in over a year. I want to see what he's bringing to the table or to the field, I guess, if we want to get technical. But yeah, if he plays good and he's healthy, I, I'm totally fine with that, even if he is 32, which I'm a known ageist when it comes to soccer players. But if you're playing good, then there's nothing wrong with it. And I say that as somebody who is way older than 32. <laughs> yeah, we're past our professional playing careers. It's a shame we never got started on our pl- professional playing careers. I haven't never played soccer. So you at least had a career in your younger days, but I, a I never. A career. <laughs> My, I never, my youth, youth soccer days. Yeah, but I, that's more than what I had. Fair enough. I had it in PE. Sheena reminds me of this every time that we're trying to do drills and things with our daughter and trying to help her. I'm like, you can be a body to go against her because her and my daughter are almost the same height, even though she's only 10. And, you know, Sheena's not 10, we'll just say. Um, so, it, and, and she's like, I've never played before. It's not my fault if she does better. I'm like, honestly, she should do better than you. She's been playing since she was like four years old, so. But it's still, you know, it's a work in progress. She just joined her first club team. We're very excited for her. Yeah, she did. Um, she's doing good so far. But 
anyways, going back to Alain Polito. Yeah, no, let's not be an ageist. I, I'm in the same boat as you. I kind of want to see how he plays. So hopefully he comes out, bangs in a goal off the bench. Here I go saying bang again. He scores. He slots one home. I don't know. <laughs> Rifles a shot into the top of the net. All kinds of ways we can say soccer goals. All right, let's talk about something else, though. Um, another thing that I got a chance to ask Peter about was Jean-Luc Abuzio. So he brought him up as an example, and he was talking about how, you know, a lot of people were kind of upset because Abuzio is young and promising promising and talented and people are mad like why are you selling your best players overseas and this is probably old hat conversation for some of you that already know kind of how this played out but he told Buzio when he signed him as a 15 year old that he would help him try to meet his goals and one of his goals was to go play in Europe and then when that all was happening a couple seasons ago or a season and a half ago um, that he said they did make him an offer to give him a new contract in a in a raise and Buzio just was set on wanting to go overseas. So Peter honored that and found him a place to go. And, you know, if you don't know, he's at Venezia, which is an Italian club that was in the top division, Serie A, but now is in Serie B and uh, might be headed to Serie C. They were doing real bad last time I checked. So hopefully that doesn't happen for, for Gianluca. Uh, maybe he has a relegation cause in his contract and he can come back to Kansas City. I'll always take him back. I like that guy. I love that Peter was trying to, you know, was goal-oriented. Ha! Get it, goal-oriented. Goals. Yeah, I see. <laughs> but I like that he asked Abuzio about, you know, what his goals were and helped him try to accomplish it, even if it meant, you know, sporting suffering because he went across the pond or whatever. <laughs> across the yes that's the sure the pond all right so <laughs> a, co- a couple more things that i want to talk about from media day uh you you mentioned what you were just saying about buzio and he honored that he did talk about how he he tries to honor what players want he did have a player come to him once he's like rarely do they come and say they're unhappy or they want to be out of here and he had a guy one time that wasn't unhappy but he just knew he wasn't going to play and he said he did make that happen for him he got that person traded or transferred or, or whatever the case was he didn't say if it was a trade or a transfer so I, as soon as he said that I was thinking who could this be could this be like Botan Barat do you remember him he got sent back to Hungary oh yeah yeah it could have been him or like I remember they traded Kellen Rowe and he was kind of buried on the depth chart and it's not like he was a bad player. He's he played significant minutes for Seattle last season, but just wasn't getting on the field for Kansas City because of you know the depth. Why didn't you ask who it was? Like this isn't a good I was, story. I, I was out of time. You only you only get a little a couple of minutes with the one on ones because there's all um, these other media people. One more time, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to dominate the time. I'll try to. I'm just gonna be like Peter. I need to talk to you one on one more. I'm sure he's gonna accommodate that. I'm sure he will. <laughs> one time, I did grab him in the locker room to ask him a question that was like not really press conference appropriate post game. They had just lost, and it was like not about the game at all. It was about an academy kid Matteo Bunbury and I was wanting to see if he could confirm if he was no longer on the team because sometimes I'll ask PR and they'll be like yeah you're gonna have to ask Peter and I'm like ah dang it and uh, I pulled him aside in the locker room he goes Chad you just had time to talk to me and I go well it didn't feel appropriate then I asked he gave me my answer so yeah I think he's he wants to spend less time with me probably <laughs> but I I want to talk to Peter as much as I can I love it I think it's great and he gives great insight and good answers especially like yesterday when he was in a good mood so one last thing from the press conference though or the talking and all the interviewing and whatnot was I took away something that was a bit reaffirming for me I'd been doubting myself Sheena for the last couple of days weeks maybe uh, the season started a little slow we had a loss we had a draw for sporting and I was like man maybe I'm being too easy on the team maybe I'm 
saying too much like these guys are coming back and we're going to get better and he he had some quotes about in prior seasons he's ran players into the ground he uh, he didn't use those words but that's kind of my interpretation he goes you get to june and you're burned out and he goes we're not doing that we're trying to build up slowly he said as i get older i'm being more patient in my younger days i'd have maybe forced some of these guys back from injuries a little too soon and of course the players want to play right they you have to stop them from being out there when they're injured he says i'm trying to be patient i it's a slow build it's a long season and i thought that's what i've been saying so it made me feel a lot better because it's like maybe he is changing people criticize peter for always being the same and never doing anything different kind of tying into that he said in that first game against portland he subbed off eric tom even though eric tommy was playing great because he didn't want to risk injuring him and he knew that his fitness was still working its way up and you know prior he'd have pushed him and played him all 90 minutes so i thought that was good and it showed some growth does it were you having any doubts does it reaffirm anything for you I guess it does. I wasn't having any doubts because this is a really long season and really we just got to play slightly better than we did last year and we'll be in the playoffs. So I don't feel like too much cause for concern like two games in or I guess going into a third game. So I mean, I'm glad that he recognizes that in the past, maybe he played players more than he should have. And so that'll be interesting to see how that pans out come summertime when there is fatigue. I agree. That makes me feel kind of the same way, right? Like I've been saying, oh, everybody gets in the playoffs, but you're right. They only have to be slightly better than last year. Literally one more loss turned into a win and they were in the playoffs. And I think they're going to be way better than slightly better than last year when all things shake out. So I'm not worried, but you said there's a third game coming up. That feels like a natural pivot point. Let's talk. Oh no, not a pivot point. Go Sheena. No, I wanted to say this earlier, but I must have been tuned out when you were doing (laughs) the beginning. You've tuned my voice out? Well, I think you were doing like what to expect on the show and then you just jumped right in. And I just wanted to give like my perspective of you going to media day yesterday. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. You're going to make fun of me, right? Because I nerd out and I get all excited about it. Go for it. Fine. I'm ready. So I just want to make sure this was your third year getting to attend, right? That is correct. I just like, there's a part of me I don't want to go, but then I just wish I could be like a fly in the air that day, but not bugging anyone because I just would love to have seen your face when you got there. I'm imagining you're like a kid in a candy shop and just super excited because you came home all giddy and excited and you had like a perma smile on your face and it, it was just it, so I play it very cool I act like I'm, I'm sure supposed to be there I'm sure you do it was just really cute and I think the one thing I really enjoyed that and I'm glad you get to do this is that like you have a lot of hobbies but this is definitely like your number one hobby and just in general your number one in life as I've mentioned a time or two. Oh boy totally fine but I, I you're fine love, with soccer being above you and you're in my power just, rankings of life <laughs> i've just accepted it it is what it is but i just loved hearing the stories and the conversations that you had with the players yesterday and you were showing me pictures and videos and and i feel like in a way like you're getting this kind of stuff you get to live out like a dream of yours getting to be in the action And it's just, it's a cool experience for you. I'm glad you get to do it. It's not something I ever have a desire to do. As you said, you were trying to get me to go. And 
that's just not going to happen. That's not who I am. I'd be so nervous and uncomfortable by the whole thing. And I don't know. Well, you probably don't know because of preseason you were doing media, but like even after the preseason, like you could get signatures or pictures or whatever with the players. And it took all the courage I had just to get the pictures I did. And there's one, I was so nervous to talk to Matt Beasler and we took a selfie and it's like blurry because I was shaking. I was so <laughs> nervous. So it's just like, I don't, that it's just that I like being a fan and I, I do the podcast as a way to hang out with you and to get more into something you're into but it, that would be totally out of my element. And I'm just throwing out random views here. And I'm people may or may not be interested in my views. And honestly, I just came away from the whole thing just thankful that you didn't mention any of the embarrassing things I've said to any of the players. So Oh, I wouldn't Thank do that you. to you. Uh, but Media Day 2024, we're gonna we're gonna get you out there. We're no, gonna make you go. I have there, no desire. There are people that just go and kind of like linger and don't ask questions. Like, um, you know, Dan from No Other Pod. He like last year. I he don't. Wow, well, you know of him. He just followed me around and was like, "I'm just gonna listen as you ask questions." And I was like, "All right, yeah, that's fine. That sounds good. Like, whatever." You know, it's. I, I do. It, it can be hard, right? You can say things where you you stumble or you ask a silly question or whatever, but it makes you better by practicing long term. And you get over the. I, I don't. I'm not nervous about it anymore. I just. I am the idiot that I am, and if I say something <laughs> dumb, I say something dumb. It is what it is. All right. So galaxy preview. Let's switch gears here. I'm going to give an injury update, but then I'm going to let Sheena preview the galaxy because I think she did more research than I did on this one. Um, the galaxy. A little couple injury updates. They are missing Douglas Costa and Chicharito. They are still both out. Out. Uh, Chase Gasper also still out. An, an addition to the report, Sega Kuabale, one of their defenders, he's headed to France for personal reasons, so he will not be available. And then in other kind of not injury, but availability related news, you, you may have heard one of their better young guys, Julian Araujo, he was sold to Barcelona. He was actually sold like 18 seconds after the deadline closed. And somehow two weeks later, he ended up going over there. Um, but they got a replacement for him, Lucas Caligari from Brazil. Uh, Fluminense, I'm not sure. I'm sure I'm saying Fluminense. I don't know how you pronounce these Brazilian clubs. He's on loan and he's arriving in the next couple of days. So I doubt we see him for this game. But Sheena, you did some digging. You did some research. I think you listened to an entire podcast. What do you got for us? I did. So my research this week, I wanted to switch it up. And so I listened to one of the LA Galaxy podcasts called Corner of the Galaxy. And Chad disagrees with me on this, but I thought they had the best intro music I've ever heard. Like, end of story. It they was mashed, fun. Yeah, they mashed together a bunch of songs that mentioned LA or Hollywood. And when uh, I played it for Chad when he got off work, and one of our favorite bands from college is in it, Sugar Cole. Yeah. And one of my favorites, Bad Religion, was on there. So just that hearing the bands got me excited for the podcast. I think there was some Rihanna in there. So sorry to Shades of Blue. I had dubbed you guys the best um, intro music to a podcast, but you got kicked down to number two because um, the Corner of the Galaxy won me over. And their outro was different music, also really fun. So anyways. I this is the kind of hard-hitting analysis people have come here for. <laughs> I know. Well, you get me started on music, and that's more of where my passion is. But anyway, so I wanted to hear a different perspective to help me understand the LA Galaxy. 
And I wanted to kind of get a recap of their game against Dallas. And I just wasn't finding much on the internet that I cared to read about, like just boring stuff. I like, I like people's opinions, if I'm going to be honest. So um, I think the the flaw to listening to listening to a podcast that you aren't a fan of the team is it was hard for me to follow along because I didn't know who players were, but I did pick up a few tidbits that I wanted to share. So first off, I really liked the host. He had a good radio voice. So that's probably how I ended up listening to the whole podcast. But there was just like a couple things that I wanted to say about him. We're very similar in that we're really bad with sayings. And at one point he said, calm as ice, which is totally something I would say. I'm pretty sure that's not a saying. And even he was like, yeah, I don't think that's a thing people say. You, you so. also made up a new saying earlier in this podcast. You said a fly in the air. I believe the expression <laughs> is a fly oh, yeah. on the wall. Well, I didn't say on the wall because you guys were outside. So I was a fly in the air. Well, that's not true. We were inside for the interview portion. But when you first got there, I imagined you were outside. Yeah, practice is outside. There is no domed stadium around here for us. Yeah, so I knew what I was saying. I knew I was saying, like, it didn't make sense to say fly on the wall because it was an open space. So fly in the air. You defend your misuse of statements however you want. There was a wall (laughs) right behind me because it's their practices right next to a building. But okay, anyways, continue. Anyway, so based off the podcast, um, I learned a couple things. First of all, it sounds like LA Galaxy might be in a similar position as sporting Kansas City. They have a lot of good players, but they just haven't clicked yet, which I would say is one of the issues that we're seeing on why it's been kind of a rough start. Like our players are still getting used to playing with one another. Um, So I broke this down into pros and cons. So I'll just go through these real quick. So The pro is that I'm probably going to screw this guy's name up and it's a really popular name, so I shouldn't do it, but I probably am. But there's going to be no Chicharito. Did I say his name right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, He is injured, so he shouldn't be in the game. So that's a pro for us. Um, I also defined this podcast. I went on Reddit. I didn't even know there was soccer Reddits until (laughs) the other day. But according to some of the LA Galaxy fans on Reddit, um, their game against Dallas, there was no improvement from the back line from last season. They only really signed one player who was a homegrown player, and he sounds young. So people were hating on how the defense was playing, which I think sporting Kansas City fans know that situation all too well. And it sounds like their defense, they play well together, but it sounds like they're young and they're just not consistent yet. So they had some game, some issues in the Dallas game. And they're specifically, one of the things I did hear on that podcast is they're looking for a left back. So there's some issues there. So that could play to our advantage. We have a left back. We could send them. We have a few spare left backs lying around. (laughs) We have like a thousand of them, right? Send them Ben Sweat, right? After after Ndembe is healthy. Yeah, that doesn't sound awful. They were outplayed against Dallas. They, I think they lost three to one or three to zero. Three to one. Yep. They scored yeah. first and then gave up three straight goals. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about how the, the season just started. And one of the things I think their coach on the LA Galaxy said is that like all the games matter, but the first ones matter less to the LA Galaxy because like they came into the season knowing that they 
we're going to struggle a little bit because they have new players and they have players who haven't even arrived yet. So they were saying, or he was saying that game one is not as important as game 34. And I feel like the same could be said for us. Like we're starting off a little rough, but as we get players back, like we're going to get better. So I thought that was a, just kind of an interesting quote I heard on it. I always um, find that funny though, because technically they all count for the same amount of points. A win do. at the beginning is the same as a win at the end. The Galaxy have played one less game too, though, because remember their first yeah. their opener was canceled against LAFC or postponed, I should say. It's moved to July fourth. Yeah, so people were getting upset about how that one game went, and I was like, dude, it's your first game. Like you have nothing to compare it to yet. Where at least we have two games we can compare it to. It's still nothing to get like up in arms about. So those are the pros. Some of the cons are that they have one of the best midfields in the league. And the three midfielders last week, they had the highest rankings. Like there was some ranking system that ranks players. Probably the one you were talking about in the last podcast that I didn't really understand. Plenty of Uh, websites that do that sort of match rating thing per player. Yeah, but they had the best ranking in the league against Dallas. So their midfield is going to be really tough for us. And then the Galaxy, they're coming off of a loss um, since they did lose against Dallas. So it'll be interesting to see, like, are they well rested? Are they still rusty because they've only had that one game? So I don't really feel like I'm really bringing much to the table, just that I listen to a podcast and I like their <laughs> music and the guy's voice. <laughs> All right, Corner of the Galaxy. Go check them out if you're interested in the Galaxy yeah. at all. But probably you're here because you're a sporting fan. So I got a few little oh. bits. Oh, go ahead. Wait, are we making predictions? No, uh, we can, but give me. let me give you a few facts okay. before you make your prediction. Maybe this will influence your prediction-making time. Okay. So a couple stats for you. Um, sporting Kansas City are unbeaten in four straight versus the LA Galaxy. They are 3-0-1, one draw. You may remember that draw last year was the 2-2 game. Chicharito had a penalty kick laid on in the game. Sheena's shaking her head. Of course she doesn't remember. And Chicharito tried to chip pools camp and he just stood there and caught it like he just uh, like kicked it lightly right into his hands so sheena has no idea but some of you may remember that sporting have won six straight games at home obviously they haven't played a home game yet this year but they were hot down the stretch at home and the galaxy have only lost two straight games to start their season three times in their history most recently in 2017 that said usually they get a home game in their first two and they're not because of that weird postponement situation and then this stat was more of a downer for Sporting Kansas City, but I thought I'd share it. Sporting Kansas City have the second most shots on target this season, 15, behind only the Seattle Sounders, who have 17. Uh, The only difference is none of Sportings have gone in and six have gone in for the Sounders. So that's a little bit of a bummer. But Sheena, do you want to make a prediction? I do want to make a prediction. So based off of my podcast listening, based off of the fun facts you just gave, I think that this is going to be the game we come out swinging or kicking, I guess would be more appropriate to say because it's soccer. And I think we are going to win. We're at home. It's a sold out game. And I think we will see Polito. I think he'll come off the bench. I don't know if he'll score, but I think he's going to play. It, actually, at this point, if he doesn't play, it's going to be really disappointing. But yeah, I'm predicting a win. How about you, Chad? I'm predicting a win as well. I'm going to say two to nothing. Uh, I want you to pick a score and goal scorers. I'm going to say Polito comes in and scores off the bench in the final 15 to put this game away. Uh, but that the initial goal scored by Eric Tommy. Man, that guy was banging the ball into the net. I got to stop saying banging. 
I am going to say three to one. Who's scoring those three goals? I, Eric Tommy. Copycat. No. Okay. Whatever. It's um, fine. Keep going. Somebody in hat, the midfield. Hat trick from Eric Tommy. There we go. No. He's all. <laughs> no. no. We'll say Shallowy and um, I, I don't know. Somebody else. Somebody in the midfield. It, somebody unexpected. Remy, your favorite player. Oh, I do love Remy. Okay, we'll say Remy. Okay, that was somebody in the midfield. I was trying to help you out. All right, so <laughs> there's our prediction. Oh, I know, I know he's in the midfield. I just didn't want to call a player out. I didn't want to put the pressure on them. They're so not just... listening to this. Don't worry, you're fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now that I know that, okay. All right, well, last little bit about the game. Uh, the game will be called by Adrian Healy and Kobe Jones. If you're listening on Apple, of course, you got to watch on Apple. That's your only option, unless you're going to the stadium. But if you are at home or if you don't live in Kansas City and cannot go to the stadium, you can switch it over to Ali Chose Martin and Jacob Peterson. They'll be the first time you can put that switch, the home game audio from 810 WHB. Actually, I say 810, but yeah, it's probably on 810, but it's the, the, the team's radio broadcast as well. So it's time for the digital crawl, y'all. Got a couple little things in here. I'm going to try to make this quick, but then the first topic in here I want to talk about for a second. A little bit of news came out in the last week of Apple TV, this whole deal. MLS has signed a deal with this company called Box to Box, which is such a soccer term, so it's kind of fitting. Uh, they're the people that made Drive to Survive. It's that F1 show on Netflix if you're not a racing fan. And they basically said that every MLS team can make their own Drive to Survive style show. So kind of cameras following people around all season. I'm hoping that we see a whole bunch of really good content like that. If they're not doing one on Miami and their chase of Lionel Messi, I'm going to be super bummed. But I, I have some controversial thoughts. I went and watched two episodes of Drive to Survive because people are like, oh, it's so good. And I agree. It's fantastic. But my controversial take is F1 racing is boring. Like, I know they're going 200 miles an hour, but like, no one passes anybody. It's like the, the way they were getting positions is like cars would just, like, a tire would just explode and they'd get to pass somebody, or there would be a wreck and they'd get to pass. But there was like so little actual passing in the race. They do a good job of making what I'm contending is a boring sport um, very interesting to watch. So, Sheena, Drive to Survive. I know you know you watched the trailer. I did watch the trailer and it looked intriguing not because of the racing aspect i think just seeing people in like the the drivers and the you know, drama bet, right there's all this drama the behind drama the scenes. i bet there's some real characters in there that are fun to maybe you love to hate them or they make you laugh i don't know so in those regards i would be intrigued, but I think I would be bored during the racing part. And honestly, I love this idea for MLS, but for people who don't currently watch soccer, I think they might think the same thing that like a game gets on unless like the games are just highlighting like the, the crazy goals. Like, I don't know how that would work if they're just doing like a like a summary of the game. And that's basically what they do in this drive. They don't even show every race. They just show snippets from different races and tell different storylines around the race. So they did a good job of taking F1, which I contend is boring and making it kind of interesting. And then this, I think you could easily do the same thing for soccer. Cause I would say that soccer is exciting. Not that there aren't terrible matches out there. Obviously yeah. there's bad matches sometimes, but if you're just showing the highlights, if you've ever watched sporting, they put out those really good behind the shield videos and they're fantastic. So I imagine that just over long, 
longer episodes. Give me more of that. I'm looking forward to it. But on other Apple news, because we're going to go faster for the rest of the crawl, there is a maybe a rumor, I guess is the best way to put it, that there's an opt out in the Apple TV deal, like that Apple can opt out if like numbers aren't the same level, like the not enough subscriptions and stuff. So it's a 10 year contract. I don't remember $250 million, something like that. But I was talking to a bunch of people both around and outside the team, and they seem kind of surprised that there was an opt out in there too. I'm hoping that Apple's investing so much money in this that they wouldn't just go, oh, we're done. We're backing out of this, but that they're going to try to build towards something. I think they want to get other sports properties. They have a little bit of baseball already. I think they want to add more. And if they do it, good job with soccer and they help build MLS, then that's going to only do good things for their ability to, you know, nab NFL content, NBA content, stuff like that. That would be interesting to see what happens. I thought originally you were going to say they could opt out of team. So like if team viewership wasn't well, they could opt out. Which oh no, the a- whole league, the whole, it's all, all or nothing basically package. Well, you know what? We don't know because Don Garber was asked about it, the commissioner of MLS, and he basically said, we're not going to talk about the details of the deal. We haven't done it yet. We're not going to do it now. It seems like if they are investing all this time and content, like their ratings would have to be really bad for them to pull out. But I wonder in the long run, like how they're going to grow their viewership if people who aren't already into soccer aren't willing to pay for it. Like it feels like you would need to put it in with the Apple plus and not make it its own subscription. And that would be how you- how I would grow it. I don't know. Yeah, that's smart. Uh, I would think with all the season ticket holders automatically getting a membership, I don't know how that money is calculated, if that's built into the season ticket price and if Apple gets a little chunk of that or what, but you think the numbers would be decently high because there's quite a few season tickets holders around the league. And then this is available in over 100 countries. So I think it'll work out. We're doing a bad job of going fast. Let's go faster. The Kansas City Current and the NWSL have been added to FIFA 23. That's exciting. And then I'm going to pass it to Sheena. How about you close out the crawl today? Okay. Yeah, that is exciting. Like, am I going to play video games now? Do I want to play FIFA? You're I don't not going to play FIFA, but my Maybe. daughter will. Our daughter will. Yeah. Okay. So I had a couple quick things I wanted to share. Um, I saw the other day that the Casey Comets have the highest attendance in the MASL League. Um, this season, they've had 38,978 people come to the games, which is an average of 4,331 people per game. So that's exciting. Also, I have never really heard of the other teams in the MASL League, and they have some fun names. Like my favorites were the Empire Strikers. Like to me, you just have to do something with Star Wars with a name like that. And then the Chihuahua Savage, like, just really amused me. <laughs> you you know a team. You grew up watching the San Diego Soccers. Oh, yeah, the, the San Diego Soccers. I actually didn't watch them. Anyways, that is For the Glory KC. If you have made it this far and you are not already, be sure to go subscribe. Rate the podcast. We found out you can rate it on Spotify if you use the app on your phone. So go on to Spotify and give us the old five stars. If you don't feel like it's five star worthy, you can reach me on Twitter at playfor 90 Send me a message. I'll try to get better. Also, you can rate us on iTunes and you can write a review. We'll read your review if you want to. Just leave in the comment if you don't want us to read it. And then just search For the Glory KC wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, you can follow us on all the social media platforms at For the Glory KC on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can email us for the glory at gmail.com. And here is Christian Leo with Write It Like You Mean It. Take care, y'all. Bye.